Welcome back to Nervous Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that is 50% rewatch, 50% first time watch, and 100% daddy issues. <laughs> My name is Joe. I use any and Mixing all pronouns. <laughs> and I'm joined by Chris. Yes, I'm Chris. I use he, him pronouns. And we watched another good episode today. I'm just going to spoil that right off the bat. It was good. It was good. It was, there was a lot of things about it that I thought were good. D- did you then change your mind? That sounds no. like a... No, that's it. It's just okay. I thought they were good. And that's it. Right. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Would you like to recap said episode, Joe? Since it's It your is my turn. turn, and I'll recap it. It's pretty straightforward, actually. God, why couldn't I have the easy episode? Ugh. <laughs> we're gonna I don't I don't know who's gonna get which of the last two episodes, but <laughs> that'll be fun. So in this episode, it opens with a flashback. Uh you can tell it's a flashback because it's all in sepia tone. And it is a kid being carried, the kid and the person carrying them are both very bloody, and the kid gets put into, like, an escape pod and shot off. And also, it opens with 15 years later. There's a title card for that. Surprise, it's the second impact, and also double surprise, the kid is Masato. And, uh, because it cuts from that to her putting her bra on in a scene that actually isn't that upsetting, even though I said those words out loud. It's just about her scar and where it is. Yeah. And then we see, um... Because the last shot of the kid getting out of the escape pod and watching the second impact happen, uh, like, focuses on her, like, cross necklace. And then we see Masato's as well when she's, like, getting ready for an event. And then we see, just in the apartment, Shinji has helped Toji and Kensuke uh, get out of the rain by coming into his place. There's some remark that Asuka makes, and Masato comes out. They notice, well, specifically, Kensuke notices, because he's a nerd, that she has a... <laughs> Uh, a different badge on her collar so she has been promoted and they congratulate her shinji's like what the fuck i didn't know about this what no one said anything but um masato says hey we have a test at a certain time so they they go and do that uh and it they draw attention to that shinji's numbers are getting better like it's they call it harmonics it's not really a, a thing that's explained as is normal for this show he has he's improving at a very, very good pace. He's still behind Asuka, but his pace is very good. So there's that, and there's a conversation on the drive home between Masato and Shinji that I think is very good, where they talk about um, how they each respond to praise. Masato's like, yeah, I don't really like it a whole lot. That's not why I do this. And Shinji's like, yeah, I don't like it either. It just makes... The, all, all that really happens is that Asuka gets mad. Um, and we'll talk more about Shinji's relationship with praise later. But after... That, um, we see Gendo, I haven't actually looked at this wiki page in front of me, I'm going off the dome, so if I miss something, tell me. No. But Gendo's in Antarctica at the site of the second impact, he's talking to Fuyutsuki about it, um, there's also a very big thing, like, on the ship, uh, or one of the ships, there's a very big, long, skinny thing that's, like, covered up in a tarp, I didn't know if it was gonna get addressed in this episode, but it didn't, it just, I noticed it. And they have a conversation about, like, you know, like, ah, we're, like, man is strong, or, well, Gendo says man is strong, science is the power of man, and we're surviving because of it. And Fuyutsuki is like, eh, I don't know, this, uh, that old believing in science so much is how we fucked this up so bad, and this is 15 years ago. But that's pretty much the end of that scene, and then uh, they notice that an angel is coming. The tenth angel is coming from, like, he says, like, in orbit. And uh, it's dropping bombs, and it's trying to find, I guess, Nerve. It's zeroing in on Nerve to uh, 
to do that, and they're like, well, the whole thing is a bomb. It could just drop itself. Masato essentially presumes they're going to do that. She's in charge, so she orders an evacuation, which they mention the Magi several times in this episode. So that setup before was justified. It's, uh, they, they talk about the Magi says that the only thing that they can do is evacuate. So Masato evacuates most people, but then still uh, does an operation to, to, um, to stop the angel, even though there's a, a very, very, very low chance of that working. She calls it a miracle and says that miracles happen when you will them into existence. So she tells these three teenagers to go catch a bomb out of this guy. And then they do. Uh, and it looks really good. And there's a, there's a, I mean, there's more nuance to it. There's a couple conversations that uh, I'm sure we'll talk about in detail for a couple reasons. And then at the end, most notably, the first thing Masato does when Gendo calls in is apologize that one of the Evas was injured or like damaged in this. And Gendo's response shocked me. And then he was like, no, that's, you know, like it, it was minimal. They're supposed to defeat the angels. And then he congratulates Shinji specifically, which takes everybody back, or at least me and Shinji. Then at the promised dinner, that Masato promised dinner, if they did this, they intentionally pick something cheap. And over dinner, Shinji uh, says that he decided why he wanted to, or he's like, I think I know why I pilot the Eva. And it's because to get praise from my dad and Asuka calls him stupid for this. Um, which that is mirroring a scene that I didn't mention where they're going, when they're getting in the, uh, the Eva units, Shinji asks Asuka why she does it. Her answer is very telling in that it's so everyone sees how cool she is. And then he's like, I already asked Ray. And then As Asuka asks Shinji why he does it and he doesn't know. And then at the end of the episode, he does. And it's a good episode. They also, right after that, Right after that scene, they um they cut back to what must have taken place like, oh, between yeah. the first conversation we see of them, but but before the uh, it's a very important the scene. fight where um yeah uh Masato is like he's like I thought more about like your question like asking why I do it and then she explains that um she hated her actually why am I doing your job for you recap I'll have to do this next time oh yeah <laughs> you go. I did skip over that there's a they throw a Kinsuke yeah. and Toji throw like a quick party for for Masato and during it Shinji and Masato are kind of like the least engaged and because this like follows up the car scene and I skipped I skipped it but Shinji's like why do you work for Nerve uh, if you don't like praise the same way that I don't she's like you know it's it's nice to be recognized for what I do but that's not why I do it and he's like why do you do it and she's like oh it's been so long I don't remember L yeah at the end of the episode we get a, a flashback to presumably the conversation that we just skipped over uh where Masato explains that um she much like Shinji had a shitty dad who worked too hard and she resented him forever but then during the second impact her dad saved her so now she she's on she's not quite sure if she's doing this to avenge him or just to rid him from his life and then we get a bunch of shots of shinji being left by his dad that we've seen before in quick very quick frames but uh yeah and then it it, it really it really ties a lot of knots together in this episode yeah they even bring back the i mustn't run away yeah and that's when he runs at the the bomb falling from this guy. Yeah, because I'm not sure about this, but I feel like they show, like, like I mustn't run away, I mustn't run away. And I feel like they cut to, like, him in, in the present, or at least the present of that conversation, said, like, I must not run away. Like, remembering that that's what he decided. And then they, they go into the thing, the bomb catching stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that opening. Whoa. <laughs> 
it's uh yeah that was that was fun <laughs> like as soon as it happened you were like this is for kids it, yeah well i was just like kind of like laughing at the fact that like people that don't watch this stuff think that anime is just like ah it's just like cartoon dumb stuff for kids but it's like you know this like incredibly like grim depiction of like a world ending event where like a father's carrying his daughter and they're both bloody and he he puts her into this like little like escape pod thing and she looks up and goes father and then the thing just instantly closes and he like chips her out like and then there's just like this it basically looks like a nuke but there's like angel wings coming out of it and it's just like really yeah yeah so that's a lot but it's good yeah no it's really good I love the the I love that moment where she calls out to him and the door just closes like he's he doesn't he doesn't even say goodbye it's just like he doesn't even say no. anything which I th- yeah I think is even more telling knowing the context of like uh, of having her explain it I was like you know he was never good he was never good with us yeah she said that he was someone who like didn't want to face the reality of his family and he was kind of like a kid um but that's what makes that moment so good when like he clearly is facing reality at the end and like does what he has to do to 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 get his kid to safety and then dies in the whatever that was the second impact i guess but like i don't know the specifics of what exactly is happening in those shots the second impact is as specific as we're gonna get cool (laughs) but uh yeah i think the shot of the wings is like like very visually appealing yeah it's it's like ominous and terrifying in the right ways Yes. Um, so is Shinji catching the bomb at the uh, end of the episode. Or the angel. It's also a bomb. But yeah, I think uh, the last episode where Shinji sees Gendo doing the actual work, I think like these two episodes are really good. Like I'm glad these are next to each other. Yeah. I think these two being specifically back to back are ex- incredibly poignant in pairing what Shinji's dealing with and what Masato deals with, which... I mean, it is set up in, like, the fucking first episode, but, like, we don't... This is the most of Masato's backstory I think we've seen. Yeah. They set, they set up the scar in the Magma Diver episode. Yep. Which wasn't that long ago. Like, three episodes ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. This world is cruel. Why is Masato, like, in charge of this, like, world-saving operation and still poor? It's bullshit. Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing, too. There's, um... There's, there's another thing I noticed in this episode that I never really considered before. When she's evacuating people and the buildings are going down, mm-hmm. they intentionally frame it where you see the the big buildings in the background like going down to be protected, which we've seen before. But they they frame the shot so you see that like the lower class buildings in front of it can't do that. Yeah, I think that's a very good decision to frame it in that way. I hadn't thought about that, but you're totally right. That's really that's really that's cool. I don't know. I don't know exactly how and like if it's if it's intending to explain what I'm deriving from it, which is the wealthy have higher privileges in this society. But I think that being in the same episode as yeah, Masato getting the promotion and being worried about paying for, you know, three expensive dinners for kids and like back to back. I'm like, yeah, why isn't she? Why isn't she paid more? Yeah. Huh. Go figure. I was going to ask about that. The building track, because like. The, I, I don't fully understand it, but the building's retracting is really cool. Like, I still don't feel like I have a good grasp on the whole, like, I know there's, like, almost like a, is it like an underground city, underwater city, like, all that stuff? I know it's there, but I don't really understand it. All I know is that it, it it's a really cool idea that, like, the, the cities can kind of, like, 
go into like a turtle shell when the, when the angels are coming. Yeah, pretty much. You know the um. So the, the it's actually in this episode the the glass floor room. Yeah, that's really cool. That's essentially like on the ground level of the city. So the buildings that go down, they they go down below that level. So like below them is that weird diamond pond that you see under under the glass floor room. But yeah, I mean, this, yeah, the show doesn't really go out of its way to explain like that or like show it. It just kind of like shows it sometimes. Yeah, they don't need to, but I might like it mm-hmm. if I, if I knew more about how the the that stuff worked. Yeah, but yeah, pretty much all everything happens above it. Uh, but sometimes you see like shots of what's below it because like nerves down there. Yeah, which is why the angels can't fucking get to it and they have to drill through the the earth. Yeah. Or they have to shoot off the ends of their weird gloppy skin to try yeah, to or bleed out of the their place. eye holes. Yes, yeah. There's more eye stuff in this episode. There's a really uh, a gnarly shot where I think it's Asuka like rips open this film over the angel's eye, and then they stab it in the eye with their little knives. Yeah. What is it with this show and eyes? Yeah, I think uh, I think what they're tearing open is the AT field. Oh, that would like make they're breaking sense. through the angels, and then and then I, yeah, cause I think Ray opens it open. Opens it open, tears it open, and Asuka stabs it while Shinji's like keeping it up. Is the AT field a physical thing like that though? I kind of felt like it was can, just it like can be. I yeah. Welcome to another week of we don't know what the fucking AT field is. Yeah, I th- I, I mean that's the thing. It's kind of like yeah, it can be. It's also kind of just like an energy it puts off, but that's, you can. Yeah. Like I think I think when two AT fields clash, you see that like physical barrier because okay. it happened in like the first Angel fight where. Eva 01 going berserk like grabs the barrier and like rips it open. When I hear AT field, I just picture that uh that move that Fox has in Smash Bros, where it's the little like blue prism that comes off of him. Yeah. That's not helpful in any way. It's just what it is in my brain. Yeah, it's it's a barrier that angels and Eva units can generate to protect themselves. And it typically takes the shape of this octagon thing. I just want to get like nerdy for a second. Do you think that that came from the angels like the angels could just do that and then they had to like figure out how to mimic it with the avas like it's weird that they could both do it like one is like a almost like one is like an unearthly being and the other one is like a man-made creation it's interesting that they both have the same like ability so like which what like it must have been that right that like they just found a way to try to like replicate it themselves this is episode 12 <laughs> Well, I don't I, is that I, I will not okay. be answering your okay. question. Okay, okay, okay. I, I didn't <laughs> think that that would actually be something that would be uh discussed at any point. So, okay, we'll drop that thread. I I don't know if that specifically will be discussed so much as you will have an answer to that question. Okay. Neat. But you, in the way that this show doesn't necessarily answer questions so much as provide further context from like conversations that we happen to be overhearing. Sure. But yes. Good observation. <laughs> Thank you. I think the speaking of observations that I hope are good, I I think the main thing I want to talk about with this episode all kind of ties into one idea that's brought up by Masada when they're in the car. So they're talking about like, yeah, it's like I don't like praise, I don't like it much either. And he's like, all oh, it doesn't make Asuka angry. And Masada's like, does that bother you? And he's like, yeah. And she goes, it's because you you uh, look at everyone's faces. And then the first thing I noticed was that right after she she says that. They, like, go through, like, a tunnel or something, and it immediately obscures Masato's face. Like, it goes dark. Mm-hmm. And so that already, I was like, ooh, like, that's, that's cool, that's nice. But then it kind of comes up being relevant more and more as the episode goes on. 
the the party scene there's a lot of shots of him looking at people and listening to people so i I noticed it there yeah but my favorite part is that when gendo calls in it pops up on their monitor as sound only and at first i was just like oh that's really that's really effective because it's kind of just like this is a dude but we've always talked about how like you don't really get to like see into him like he has the glasses and his hands in front of his face whatever and this time it's literally just like they only get his voice you don't even get to see his face so masato doesn't know like what kind of mood he's in like if she's gonna get chewed out or if she's gonna be praised like all that i thought it was like good for that and then i realized like this ties back to like the thing about looking people's faces because he gets praised in this scene and because he's in like well maybe it's not because of this but it's relevant i think that that in the scenes before he was not unable to accept the praise because of masato saying because he looks at people's faces and in this scene where like he can't see his dad's face the praise actually like rings true for him in this moment so like that was really interesting to me that that was carried through so much throughout the episode yeah i think that's a really effective choice and i think it i think uh masato also reads people in the same way shinji does and i because I, I think the choice of her a meet like we we know the stakes of this mission and how hard it was to pull off and the first thing she does is apologize yeah is like telling but also I, the one note i wrote down from this episode was to, from the car scene is does, does shinji actually dislike praise or does he just does, does just dislike inconveniencing anyone because his his issue with it seems to be that asuka gets upset yeah because it doesn't seem like he really got praise before working for Nerve, either. No, absolutely not. That is the most, like, praiseless child I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's exclusively had a bad time. Yeah, but I think it's it's also, like, it's it's good character writing that, like, he wouldn't be self-aware enough to know that he actually does like and want praise. Like, he would think he doesn't mm-hmm. want praise because he can't identify that it's actually other things going on that makes that feel uncomfortable. Like, that's perfect. Why should a 14-year-old be able to tell you, yes, I like praise, and this is why it's hard for me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not aware like that at that age, so it's good that he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, and then the moment he gets, like, the first time his dad's ever said anything good about him after a job, and he's like, this changes everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, all right, wh- while Which, we're on of the course, topic, it would. Of course it would. Of course, yeah. While we're on the topic, why do you think that Gendo praised him this time when he never has before? But I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't really have a good idea either. It does no. Normally, it seems normally I would say that's a little left bad, field. We don't know really don't, what's going on with him. Yeah, normally I would be like, well, that's a problem, but I actually don't mind it. I think it's probably for the best that we're like Shinji, just kind of like we're kind of like left up to that dude's whims. Like we all are kind of like at Gendo's mercy. Like we'd never know what's going to come out of his mouth. We don't know how to predict him or read him. Like I think that's yeah good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very effective, and I'm certainly not about to be like it's extremely unlikely that me <laughs> get it together, game designers, but. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's effective. If I had to guess, like, maybe he knows that this was extreme, like, impossible to pull off, and it did, but I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It, it works. It lands, and it means a lot in the context. I really like Masato's line about, like, miracles only happen if we do everything we can to, like, get them ready to happen. Like, yeah, you have to, it, miracles, like, putting your all into something makes it more likely. Yeah. I liked that, Which both is, like, yeah, as like good a, line. insight into the character, and also I just feel like it's kind of true. It's just, yeah, it's just a good sentiment. Yeah. Like, like not to get like super like, you know, I don't know, we don't need to like go into a metaphorical example, but like, for example, like a lot of times you hear about like miracles, right? Like, and a lot of times it's in like, um, like a health sort of way, like, oh, like they miraculously survived this. Like, well, like, it, even if it's something extremely unlikely, like that whole medical staff 
did everything they could, and then something unlikely was able to happen because of, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of an, I can't, I've never heard that before, really. Go figure that. Uh, I, an anime I, I don't think I've ever heard like, it. Yeah, I think this is the most succinctly I've heard it worded. Like, the, yeah. like it's just, like, phrased very, very well. I'm sure I've heard yeah. the sentiment in other places, but... Sure. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I've always liked Misato. I've been on record on several of these saying that, but this is a great episode for her. Yeah, it's good. I like the I like the scene where she just talks about her dad, her daddy yeah. issues for, for, like, a minute and a half. It's extremely good. Very laid bare. Good. It makes sense 12 episodes in um after you know like we we like this is this is the moment where she would talk to shinji like yeah. it makes the most sense i really like seeing those two start to bond and have a very real relationship in this episode like that conversation yeah. in the car and when they kind of t- are like having that sidebar conversation while everyone else is like yelling at the party and then and then that conversation it just i don't know it feels nice and it, yeah and that's the thing it feels like genuine it, it feels like i don't know like there's there's a line earlier in the episode where i think toji says like fostering two kids is hard work which feels like a weird joke but also it's like it is it actually is though i didn't read it like a joke i think it's just toji's delivery in that context just makes it seem like like he is he's saying it not very seriously but it is meant to be taken very seriously Hmm. it might just be how i view toji (laughs) more than anything i thought he was being sincere but i did think it was weird because i don't know who was not saying it was hard like it kind of came out of nowhere if i remember correctly yeah, yeah, he just brings it up. Like, There's no yeah, like, it's not like, just like yeah, she like, just yeah. That, I think yeah, it's like they because uh, they they congratulate her for the for the promotion, and both like Shinji and Oscar are like, what? Like what? I didn't know she did anything. And they're like, she deserves praise for her hard work and all this and that, and then also the fostering two kids is hard work, and it's just like <laughs> those those characters wasn't. are just yeah, those characters just are over the top. Yeah. So it's I'm just like, how do I read these characters when their facial expressions are this way? Yeah. But uh. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's, and that's the thing, we've been, like, confused early on of, like, is this creepy, is this weird, where she's saying fan service every episode, and there actually is some, uh, and even if Shinji's uncomfortable, we don't know how to read it, and this is, like, they're just bonding, like, like, sure, like, I don't know if he's being treated as a teenager as he is, but I think she understands him and knows how to talk to him like a human being. Yeah, and, like, they're, they're, like, finding common ground, and I feel like, just in general, not even in a fictional context, I think it's good for kids of that age to hear that, like, they have feelings and thoughts in common with adults. Like, mm-hmm. so, I I love that I'm invested in, like, Shinji's growth as if he's a real boy. Like, I, it's like, great, now you can continue to learn and grow about, and, like, learn about your, your thoughts and feelings. Person who will only exist for, yeah. like, 17 more episodes. Yeah, I am, I am invested in, in, in Shinji and a lot of these characters, and they're very well written. Yeah. So I, I find myself s- satisfied by moments like these. Show good. Also, when, when Gendo and when Gendo and that one dude were talking, they made Antarctica sound cool as fuck. They should be in charge of the brochures for that place. They need to be like on like travel boards. They were like, this is hell itself. This is like, what, they said like, they said a bunch of stuff that made, made Antarctica sound metal. I forgot the other one. They they called it oh, hell. Oh yeah, they called like the the this is the real Dead Sea. And there's like one more before that where I was just like, y'all are like really selling this location as being like a a cool place instead of just like it's cold there. Yeah, it used to be cold, but then it was evaporated by yeah. a fucking nuclear destruction from from God Himself. It seems. Yeah. So there was there was one yeah, more no, it seems seems pretty rough out there. Yeah, 
there was one moment I was really confused by when they're talking about the uh, the angels and their destruction and like oh like it's they, it might drop itself as a bomb and like uh, they're like yeah it, it's probably coming here to nerve and the characters are smiling. Why are they smiling? I noticed that too. I don't know what to make of it's it. Very, it's very bizarre. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it feels it feels like a mistake, but I don't see how that could be possible. No, I I definitely don't think it is. I'm just not a hundred percent sure how to read it in this context. Because it's not even like a thing where like it's gonna come here, but we're ready. Because the whole thing is like that's gonna take a miracle. That's almost impossible. Very very strange. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, but I I did notice that as well. But yeah, um, how do you feel about the the actual like action set piece in this episode? It's pretty quick. It's fine. It's not bad. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of uh, neat visual choices, just in like the way all three robots were framed running towards. I just remembered that stuff too, because I was just thinking of like, oh, like the bomb falling and the screen's all pink and like Shinji catches it and the other three like run up, like that stuff was fine. But you're right. Now that you made me, made me remember like the running sequence, like that stuff's great. And I don't know what to call that music. It's almost like like pulp fictiony like what do you like i'm glad you made the same connection i did yeah but yeah it's like it's kind of like uh post 90 spaghetti western yeah it's got that like weird like surfery vibe i don't i really don't know how to describe it but i i I thought the music itself was great and like paired with like the 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 scenes of these giant robots like running and jumping through the city and like shinji planting his foot in the middle of this like 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 mountainside road and like springing off it it was awesome yeah, I love that. Um, or like the scene, like where we follow Shinji jumping up, and then we get a shot of the ground, but it's Asuka who lands. Like just like yeah, that stuff I think is just like directed and cut very very well. Yeah, you're right. And the then, action, yeah, this, the action set piece was good. I forgot about that. Yeah, scene. yeah, and then he sees it and he catches it, and then um, I just it's it's cool. Like I think you feel the stakes of him like really pushing back on it, and then Asuka and Ray come in to to finish it, and like. Teamwork makes the dream work, y'all. Absolutely. I, I thought it was really interesting how they only... All right, did you notice like they play this like ominous music when we're seeing them inside the Avas? But it's only when we're showing them inside the Avas. And like during the scene where they're getting ready to, to go on this, uh, this operation that Asuka refuses to call an operation, they show a shot of Rey inside the Ava and a shot of Asuka inside the Ava while this like ominous sound is playing. And then they cut back to the Ava's like outside of them and it's gone and then a couple seconds later they cut to shinji inside of it and it's back and it's like what is it trying to say like it's only showing up when they're inside there even to the point where like it only lasts for a couple seconds and then they cut it out like i want to know what that's doing there because really that fascinates me yeah i would i mean last time we talked about how differently the kids like interact and act in general inside the robot rather than out so i wonder if it's just like hmm because that's the thing, it's like, yeah, the, the kids themselves are, like, scared. There is this ominous tone to be played, but, uh, like, from the outside, you don't see that, and they're just, like, they, they function very well as pilots, like, they're able to turn that on. Much like in the last episode, where they're bickering the whole episode, and then they get the job done super effectively um, once they're actually in the robots and faced with the stakes. So it seems like that would be just, like, another way of conveying s- those similar themes. Yeah, and maybe it's also, like, when you're seeing the actual people inside of this thing, and they're, like, small, and you see their faces, that's where, like, those kinds of, like, feelings of, like, dread and danger can set in, but from the outside, it's just a big, powerful robot, like... Yeah, and we know that they're good at them. We've, we've, I mean, outside of the dancing episode, have we seen them? Well, outside of the the dancing episode in the first episode, 
or first two episodes. Have we seen them fuck up? Uh, it's been a while. There's like some damage from the Ramiel episode that Ray takes because she's like shielding Shinji. That's not a fuck up. That's just damage. Yeah. I don't know. We we really have like gotten into a groove of where like yeah they they've just been nailing it. Like there's like some complications like uh, magma diver, but. Yeah, I don't know. It also feels like we've been watching this way longer than 12 episodes. Like, it feels like there's been more things that have happened and more time has progressed than just 12 episodes. Because yeah. I was thinking about, like, I was like, oh, yeah, this was set up a while ago. And then, like, oh, Magma Diver was three episodes ago. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. I, I do think I like this show. <laughs> you know? Obviously. Like, it's like, yeah, it's it's really well, good. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I chose to watch it again to make sure. Okay. <laughs> but... Because it's like it, uh, it, it, it's a complicated text. It's far from perfect. Sure. But I think the things that it does right are just like really good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think like we're doing all of us a disservice if we imply that like each and every one of us aren't like capable of engaging with complicated things and like, you know. We've both seen Joker. Is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been out for two days uh, and we've both seen it. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. And I think Joaquin Phoenix is as good as he could have been. <laughs> I agree with that sentiment. He walks into a glass a glass door, and that's pretty good. Let us know if you want a Patreon bonus where Joe and I reviewed Joker. There's a lot of things that I'm just like, yeah, if people wanted to pay, you know, some money for it on the on the Orange Ghost Patreon, I would do it. Because we joked about talking about all the Mission Impossible movies on a podcast. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways, enough enough uh, plugging the great orange ghost patreon where you can get cut content and bonus content for two or ten dollars yeah enough of that enough of that it, it all goes to to hosting up marginalized curators and paying for their expenses but uh more about evangelion i actually don't have <laughs> much more to say about this episode there is one there is one scene that i think we could dig into that we haven't which is where masato tells them about the job on in the glass floor room mm-hmm because I do like how she is now put in this position that we've seen Gendo in a hundred times, um, or we've seen her talking to Gendo in this room a hundred times from these similar shots. But I, I think it, this episode draws into attention how much, like even when she's in that position, how differently she handles it and how the kids respond to her differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because like the way that her, her tone in general, but also her word choice and the way she interacts with these kids is just more personable, which makes a lot of sense for asuka and shinji because she's fostering them at this point um ray's pretty much just the same but when she like she's she's very honest with them about like yeah i don't know if like you know it's like, yeah, i guess maybe we can't call this an operation it's just a you know we're just throwing ourselves on the line here and she very casually asks if any of them have their will and all of them say there's no point in me doing that for different reasons notably yeah, i forgot about that that's that's a a weirdly harrowing thing that is just kind of glossed over. Yeah, where, it's like, all right, children, are you ready to die? Yeah, it's like it's it's a required by this operation that you put together a will. And Ray says there's no point in making one. Asuka says she's not going to because she is not ready to die yet. She says she's not and gonna I don't, die yet. She's like, I, yeah, she's yeah. Like, I'm not gonna die. Nevertheless, she persisted. I don't know. God, shut up. What Shin? Sorry, I don't know what Shinji's reason was anymore. I don't remember. Um, I, he basically just says like he basically just echoes the sentiment that there's no there's no point there'd be no reason to. Yeah, who, what is there to leave and to whom? Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking about for him in particular. I, it's the same with Ray, probably. Yeah, I mean we've seen her apartment. Yeah, 
but yeah, uh, that seems good. And I think the way that like at the end of it, Masato is like uh, cheerfully saying that she'll get dinner for them later and leaves. And the kids like respond really positively, and then we see that they were faking it. Yeah, there was, and then like they they very candidly kind of explain that too, like where Shinji's like, I just figured it would be easier for her because we know it's hard for her, which is not a sentiment we've seen directed towards Gendo in any way. No, uh, under- understandably too. I'm not. I'm I'm saying <laughs> I'm just pointing it out. And uh, the way that Shinji and Asuka neg each other for it too, like like what was that noise that you made for? And she was he was like, I was just. I'm just trying to seem positive because I think it would help her. And then they point out that Ray has to come this time when she's invited, but Ray doesn't like meet. And I do think even though there's not attention brought to it, I think it's valuable that Ray does join them at the end of the episode. Yeah. To get a, a bowl without pork in it. I also thought it was funny, just in a purely dumb way. We've talked before about this show's like transitions and like meaning being created from shot to shot. And it's really funny that when Ray says, uh, I don't like meat. It cuts to a screen saying error. It's like the show is shaming her for being a vegan. Oh, like, God. Oh, no, it says, it says lost. I remember that, though. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. It's like you're lost if you don't like meat. Oh, anti-vegan sentimentality. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. It. But yeah, you're right. I, I liked it. I, I can't believe I, I can't believe this is why Evangelion is getting canceled. <laughs> I did like in that scene how how honest and matter of fact Masato is with them. Like they kind of like she kind of gives them the the party line description and they press her on it and she was just like, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, you, you can't really call it an operation. And yeah, you're right. This is very l- unlikely to work. Like, but that's, but that's also when she says like, you know, a miracle only happens when you put everything you have into making it happen. Yeah. But I like that from her because it doesn't feel like she's trying to trick them. It feels like an honest sentiment. Yeah. And it's not like Gendo's style of, if you don't do it, we'll get someone else to do it. Cause well, I mean, they don't have anyone else, but also just like, because Gendo is just, like, very cold about everything, and he was just like, if you're not going to do it, then you're worthless to me. And Asuka, and like, or Masato just really levels with him, like, hey, this is, gonna, this is rough. And that's, just, that, that, that's the scene. Yeah. Also, uh, one other scene I will bring up is very quick, where Masato and Ritsuko are talking in the bathroom about the operation. Ritsuko is very, very not sure that it could work at all this is this is before she tells the kids and it's where ritsuko drops the the percentage of success being like zero 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 one um or point zero 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 one or however many zeros and ritsuko just doesn't care she's like i trust the i trust the pilots i'm gonna go with it and um ritsuko is like there's some remark about her authority in this context notably and i think this is where we start to echo the the opening scene, and this is before we see Ritsuko explain it uh, in the flashback. She says, are you sure you're not just like trying to get revenge on these angels? And then it cuts to the second title of the episode, which is, she said, don't make others suffer for your personal hatred, which is one of my favorite titles of this show. I like it too. It's extremely good. Also, I like that uh, this says the title is The Value of Miracles, but our subtitles said The Value of Miracles is dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. It's a very subtle change, but yeah. we, one thing I just realized that we forgot to do in our recap because it wasn't it was pretty inconsequential to this episode, but I imagine it'll have like implications later on. Is that when they have the party for Masada's promotion, uh, Kaji and and Ritsuko show up together, and everyone they're like, "Oh, we just ran each other oh, yeah. way here," and everyone's like, "Uh huh," like seems likely, and then they kind of just drop the whole thing together, and they're like, "What are you jealous?" Like I think Ritsuko asks Masato if she's jealous. 
Um, yeah, and she's like, yeah, after Kaji uh, walks in, Ritsuko starts drinking, and I don't think she puts the beer down for the rest of the shot. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty quick. I didn't really mention the party at all when Misato, I recapped Sorry, it. Misato starts drinking, and she has the beer can up to her face the whole rest of the time. Oh, did I, did I mix the names up? You actually have been doing it for the last, like, minute straight, but I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, F. F in the chat. For, <laughs> it's okay. I just didn't mention the Cannonball Z, where I didn't realize that I had said, um, Goku gets electrocuted by Emperor Palpatine in front of Darth Vader. And and then Taylor made did fun you, of me. Did you not? Did you not mean to say that? Because no, a good I meant joke. To say, I meant to say Luke gets electrocuted in front of Darth Vader. But I said Goku, and Taylor like made fun of me, and I was just like, "That's a weird joke, Taylor." I knew I was move on because I didn't realize I had said it. Like uh-huh. so I just like no sold it. I yeah, I don't think I have anything else. So hit me with what you got. It's a perfect way to end this episode to have Shinji open up and be like, "I think I realized like what I've been after this whole time and doing these like." these dangerous missions and stuff when I don't want to is I want my dad's praise. And then Asta just goes, you really are an idiot. And it just cuts. Like, I feel like that's such a perfect way to end this episode. Yeah. And I, I, I actually think I'm like, I, I guess there's, there's plenty more context to get from the show, but I'm just like, what exactly does that mean here? Cause like, yeah, his, his dad's shitty. We know that he doesn't get, you know, any positive reinforcement from him and he finally gets it and he's good. That makes sense. But then like, for Asuka to, in character, say, you are an idiot for that, for that being the reason you do this, this thing. Also, notably, Masato doesn't say anything. She has noodles in her mouth the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really long time. Yeah, but then it just, yeah, it cuts after he's called an idiot. And I'm like, is he an idiot? Is it not extremely normal of him to feel that, even if it's misguided, even if he'll regret it when he's 23 and making a podcast about Evangelion? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that, uh, Asuka thinks that's a dumb reason to do it, because yes. I think she's the type that would think she doesn't need any praise, because she just, like, thinks she's the best, so, like, doing it for, even like, though she tell you you're cool, clearly like, stupid. thrives on it. Yeah, but I, I think that's extremely in her character, be like, that's dumb. Let's be clear that I don't think we know a single thing about Asuka's family life, but I, I think, I think with Asuka, because she loves praise, she wants to show everyone how great she is. Yeah. But I think Shinji being like, I just want my dad to like me. Asuka's like, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, what do you think running through Mas- Masato's head? I mean. Because she's watch. She's just staring at him, stops eating, doesn't say anything. I feel like she has to understand based on the fact that, that she said, like, her dad never took care of her mother or her family. So I imagine that she was wanting his attention as well growing up. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like she. Yeah, I, I, I can just like picture Misato being like, "Oh no, you're gonna, you're gonna live your life the way I have lived mine." Yeah, it would definitely account for the kind of like stunned expression and situation of her just looking over at him with noodles hanging out of her mouth, like motionless. Yeah. But yeah, another strong outing from that Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, I think this show's really making a name for itself. It's really gonna. <laughs> I think it's gonna be remembered. Uh, for, for, for its strong things, as well as its weaknesses. Put your stock in, into NGE. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. yeah. This Ano guy. This Hideaki Ano fella. I think he's got something going on. Rising star of the young gun. Mm-hmm. I hope he gets to do some other things, like maybe direct a Godzilla film. Or uh, an Ultraman. Well, you know who for sure gets to do other things, Joe? Is it us? Are you, are you trying to make me plug things? Uh, yeah, that's what I, that was my intent. You don't gotta. Okay. I, yeah, sure. This has been the episode. You can find me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. 
Uh, sometimes I tweet about the other shows I make, but you can find them all on the same podcast network as this one if you go to theorangegroves.com. Uh, one of them that I will plug is we are watching One Piece, my other anime show, unless you count Kingdom Hearts, which some people probably do. But uh, we are watching One Piece where I rewatch. It's a lot like this show. I'm rewatching One Piece with my friend who's watching it for the first time. And uh, we're doing Thriller Bark right now. Uh, so we did like, I think, maybe 10 episodes last month. And we're doing 10 episodes this month as we get into the, the spookiest of One Piece arcs. Uh, there is a skeleton man and many a zombie. It's great. Uh, that's We Are Watching One Piece, and you can find it at theorangegroves.com. Chris, where are you yeah. on the internet? I'm at Topher Disgrace. Um, I, I accidentally lied last time when I said that uh, Cannonball Z would be out. How many times this. have you lied to <laughs> our listeners? I lied to you a lot, listeners. I, it's, just, it's only because I don't respect you. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Uh, it is. This is the this out. is the this is the Citizen Hank thing too, where we're like ah, it should be out by now, and then like six months later it is. Yes, but no, it actually for real for real is this time. Uh, I checked myself. It's it's uh, the first episode's out on uh, before you wrecked yourself. Apple, no, I wrecked myself like two times before this, and then I figured. So out. this time, yes, this time no wreckage will occur. It's out on uh, I believe most podcast apps of your choice. If there's something you want it on and it's not, you can probably tweet at me. That's fine. I'll see what I can do for you. But uh, some, some apps get it from iTunes and it just takes a while. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that podcast is where me and my buddy Taylor, who first got me into uh, anime as a small child, were watching the Dragon Ball Z movies. Uh, first episode, uh, bad audio. Second episode, better audio. So you have that to look forward to. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's been fun. Our theme music's from the 64 game. Uh, are we going to play that at Extra Life? I would like to. I'll have to track it down. It's probably bad, though, right? I don't know. I know. I think it's like a fighting game. I feel like it'd be bad, but I'm down to try it. We'll figure it out. So that's our that's our subtle plug that Extra Life will be coming in November, uh, the weekend of the 16th and 17th. Uh, so follow Orange Groves Net on Twitter. That's where more information will be coming, and I'm sure we will both be retweeting it as well. You'll get no retweets from me. Damn. <laughs> uh but there, yeah it'll be fun there's gonna be a lot of people around and it's gonna be a lot of cool stuff happening as we slowly figure out what that cool stuff is gonna be but i think that's it for this episode next time we, there is a return of fan service it seems to be because masato said so at the ending so so next time fan service <laughs>